Hey, baby cakes. Okay, let's get into our last tarot episode for a while. Well, it's our last planned tarot episode because we're in our last suite today, which is Pentacles. Wait, is that right? <laughs> Pentacles. Okay, I know it is Pentacles. I've just lost all sense of that word already. I've said it like three times to myself before I started recording, and it's gone. It. I, I might say tentacles. I might say uh, perpendicular. Like, I just can't hold on to pentacles. So we're off to a really good start. So yeah, this is going to be our last episode in this little tarot series where we're just kind of like picking cards that we want to talk about. And this one will be more like wands where I w I've never gotten wands back. It still sounds like the name wand to me when I say it. That's just gone. I can't <laughs> get wands to stick in my head. Um, but yeah, this is the last one in that series. And like wands, it'll be more just kind of like intuitively picking cards to read and talk about today. Um, okay, so remember in the wands episode, if you've listened to it, I was like, these are the two I kind of relate to the least. And it's because they feel more masculine to me. Or at least wands. Wait, did I say about wands or did I say about swords? I think I said about wands. I can't remember. <laughs> I think it was. But then by the end of the episodes, I was like, no, 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 wait, I love this. I think the same thing is going to happen with pentacles. I just, I don't know. There's a sense, you know, what's so strange because I talk about this visually is that I really enjoy pentacle cards and how they look like in my deck, especially they really, I really am drawn to the visual of them, but I'm having some issues with them sticking in my head. And I do think because they are a bit more practical. I know they are associated with earth. And so they are a bit more practical, more stable. So the opposite of me, one would say, <laughs> and I know they do tend to talk about finances a lot, right? Which is interesting. Wow. I also learned. Okay. Let's all take a minute. <laughs> I've just had my first caffeine drink in like three days and it is clearly kicking in, but I've been really going through it with uh, the full moon. And we'll talk about that in a second. But Financial things are very interesting to me, but they're also not that interesting. Like I like dealing with my finances. I like learning about money. I like learning about how I can make my money grow and like all that stuff. But it also like is a bit boring when you have to talk about finances, like when you have to do your taxes or when you have to make a budget. <laughs> I just like knowing about how to make money and spend money, but I don't want to be like responsible and practical about it. So I think that's where a bit of my holdup has been with pentacles, but I aesthetically, I really like it. I like the roundness of it. You know, I love a round situation. Um, like a, a disc, a coin, if you will. Oh, 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 I got it. Okay. Um, and I really like the illustrations in my deck, but yeah, I don't know. I, it's just one, I, I was so immediately attracted to cups and to swords. And I think that's because they are, kind of dichotomous and is like the obviously I exist in extremes that I've talked about on this podcast and they're kind of both I feel two extremes and then want well yeah I do feel like there is more of a practicalness to wands and pentacles which again because I just like chaos <laughs> so I like the other ones more so we will just uh, intuitively pick some cards to read about like we did in the other episode. But that's why I'm saying all this to say. We're basically going into this, just going off of intuition today, as opposed to me being like, oh, I know I really like this card because of, or I really resonate with this card because of. We'll see. I The cards will let me know why I'm resonating with them because they know better than I do. Or like my intuition as well. Um, This full moon that we just had. Let's. Happy Virgo season. I'm loving Virgo so far. I feel very calm. I feel very peaceful. 
I feel very stable, which again, LOL uh, for me. I feel very feet on the ground. I'm loving this earth sign. I'm loving the hermit. Oh, should we have, should we read the hermit today for Virgo season as well? Because I don't think I talked about it. And um, I don't think I talked about it when we did the major arcana. So I'll do the hermit too. And then we'll go into pentacles because that's the card for Virgo season. If you want, I will put up a little list in the Facebook group. Let me know. Um, and remind me, because I'll forget I said this, that <laughs> of which uh, sign correlates with which tarot card. Can I remember off the top of my head or do I need to go look it up? Aries is the emperor. Taurus is... <laughs> What's Taurus? Uh, um, I want to say the chariot. That feels wrong. You know what? We... I have the internet. Did you all know that? I have the internet. So I'm just going to look them up because I will forget to put it in the Facebook group and you will forget to remind me. So let's just do it now and then we'll go into the hermit and then we'll go into pentacles. This might be a little bit of a longer episode. Wait, real quick. So yes, happy Virgo season. That full moon in Aquarius that we just had on the 22nd, was that Sunday? And the one that we had to start Leo season on July 23rd. I, what? Why? Why? Why did we have to? I have never, I post about this in the group. I have never been so exhausted. When I tell you I was laying in the bed, like when I maybe had COVID a couple weeks ago, I wasn't as tired as I was on this past like Friday, Saturday, Sunday when this moon was starting to come in. I could not get out of the bed. I, I just kept thinking to myself, if you can just put on, like throw on one of your dresses, don't worry, don't put on a bra, who cares? Go put on your slides, don't comb your hair. You can just get to Sprouts and get a Yerba Mate. You can make it. <laughs> like if you can just get it. And I could not do it. I have never been so tired. And it wasn't the tired that comes with the full moon because you haven't slept, you know, because it can be quite disruptive to your sleep pattern or it gives you crazy dreams, which are, I mean, I'm trying to, not use like kind of ableist language. Uh, it gives you vivid dreams or nightmares or night terrors. If you're like me, you get them. And so it interrupts your sleep pattern. So you're tired because of that. I, I felt like the moon itself was like weighing on my chest. I felt like it was on top of my body and like pinning me down and I could not move. And if you remember, that was my, that was my rewind noise. If you remember, I think it was the cups or I don't know. I can't keep track of what I say in what episodes, obviously. But I was saying it was something right around when I got right back from New York, which would have been like the 17th, 18th and going through this, this last episode, which was last week. And, um, it kind of like this end of August where I was just like, things are wrong. Everything feels stagnant. Everything feels bad. Everything feels draining. Everything feels also very like chaotic and constantly emotion, but also very like nothing's happening at the same time. And it was finally I put together uh, through, <laughs> which I should have already have been aware of, that it was this full moon cycle where we were in where it was a pair that came together. And so it had to like start and then it had to complete. So I do have more energy now. I'm not saying that energy drinks are hurting. They are definitely helping. <laughs> but the fact that I was able to get dressed and go get one means that I'm a little bit better. But I don't, I didn't like that. It was, everything felt, okay, obviously everything feels bad. But not, well, not everything doesn't feel bad. But obviously everything feels off because we're in a pandemic and we're just living in a constant state of like suspended stress that none of us have experienced anything like this before. And hopefully we won't again in our lifetimes, right? Uh, and so 
obviously everything is just often different and it's unprecedented to borrow a phrase. But that period between that first Aquarian moon and that second Aquarian moon, which was also a blue moon because it was the second full moon in the the in Leo season, it was I I didn't like it. I just didn't like it. And I've come to like this podcast, come to realize that I think I just don't like full moons. <laughs> just like so bad it goes against everything and like my witch nature but I really come to realize I love new moons and that is that's right and I should have always known I don't like full moons because that's when my period would come when I would have like my regular period and what could be a worse omen (laughs) I mean no obviously menstruating is very powerful and very sacred but it doesn't feel good and it's a huge mess. So I should have known that the full moon was like not with me when that was the cycle I was on so yeah new moon I finally figured out that's where my vibes lay. And that was rough. It was rough. It, for And a lot of you might have been like, no, Mickey, I've thrived so much in the past, like, four to five, six weeks. I don't know what you're talking about. More Aquarian moons, please. But whew, not, I don't, uh, no. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that again. So, yeah, I'm very excited about Virgo season. Um, I'm obviously not excited about Libra season, as I hate Libra. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't hate Libras. Just Libra men. And uh, I'm... I cannot like, oh, I'm just shivering at the concept of we're not that, that, that far away from Scorpio season. I will truly come alive and I cannot wait. And we're only about a month away from October. And as we know, October is the best month, best month of the year, no matter what your sun, moon, ascendant, Venus, Mercury, all that good stuff is. So yeah, let's read, um, the tarot cards for each sign. See, I want to prove that I know all of them, but I already messed it up. Let me guess what they are. Let me say what I think they are. And then I'll actually read it. <laughs> we can compare. So Aries is the emperor. Taurus, I want to say, okay, I wanted to say it's the chariot, but now I feel like it's the hierophant. What's after Taurus? Gemini is, I can't believe I, I literally had like wrote this down not that long ago for something I was doing for work. Gemini is, <laughs> cannot remember. We'll, we'll, come, we'll come back to Gemini. It's fine. Je- oh, the lovers. Gemini is the lovers. Cancer is the chariot, maybe. <laughs> Leo is strength. Virgo is the hermit. I feel like I already forgot to say a sign, too. Uh, Libra is justice. Scorpio is death, I'm pretty sure. Sagittarius is... Oh, what's Sagittarius? You know, I have like a personal thing with Sagittarius. I do. I, I don't vibe with Sagittarius very well. So I think that's why I forgot what it was. Sagittarius is judgment. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Capricorn is the devil. Aquarius is the star. And Pisces is the moon. I know I got at least five of those, right? I also feel like I forgot to say a sign. Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Leo, Virgo. Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius. I forgot a sign. What sign did I forget? Aries, Taurus, Gemini. Oh. <laughs> Do you see how bad I am? When I am not like tangibly looking at something, my brain is made of mashed potatoes. Like it's so bad. Taurus. Uh, okay, I have to stop because I know you all know which sign I'm missing and you're like screaming it at your cars right now. I don't want anyone to get next <laughs> So let me just look it up. And I know I got at least five of those right, but some of those are totally out of my head. So I'll be right back. Okay, wait a minute. I found this really good website. It's 
pagangrimoire.com and it has not just the major arcana cards, so let me read you all of them. So for Aries, the major arcana is the emperor. I got that one right. Then it's a uh, queen of wands, knight of pentacles, two of wands, three of wands, and four of wands. Taurus is the hierophant. I got that one. Knights of pentacles, king of swords, five of pentacles, six of pentacles, and seven of pentacles. Gemini's the lovers. I got that one. Knight of swords, queen of cups, eight of swords, nine of swords, ten of swords. Cancer, the chariot. I think I got that one. Queen of cups, knight of wands, two of cups, three of cups, four of cups. Leo, strength. I know I got that one because <laughs> it has a lion on it. Knight of wands, king of pentacles, five of wands, six of wands, seven of wands. Virgo, the hermit. King of pentacles, queen of swords, eight of pentacles, nine of pentacles, ten of pentacles. Libra, justice, queen of swords, knight of cups, two of swords, three of swords, four of swords. <clears throat> Scorpio is death, knight of cups, king of wands, five of cups, six of cups, seven of cups. Sagittarius is temperance, not judgment. It's temperance. Okay. So king of wands, queen of pentacles, eight of wands, nine of wands, ten of wands. Capricorn is the devil. <laughs> no shade. Uh, Queen of Pentacles, Knight of Swords, Two of Pentacles, Three of Pentacles, Four of Pentacles. Aquarius is the star. Okay, so the only one I missed was... The only one I missed was Sagittarius, which makes perfect sense. Uh, Knight of Swords, King of Cups, Five of Swords, Six of Swords, Seven of Swords, and Pisces is the moon. King of Cups, Queen of Wands, Eight of Cups, Nine of Cups, and Ten of Cups. Oh, and if I would have just scrolled down one more, then I would have seen a list of just the major arcana, which is what I was looking for. <laughs> but yeah, so Taurus is the Hierophant, Cancer is the Chariot. For some reason, I have it in my head that Taurus is the Chariot. I don't know where I got that from. It It's just like a random association I made. It's not, there's no rhyme or reason to it. So yeah, the only one I missed was Sagittarius, which is temperance, not judgment. So don't jot down what I said the first time. <laughs> Jot down what I said the second time. All right, so let's go to the Hermit since we're in Virgo season and see what that card is all about. Okay, so Hermit keywords, soul searching, introspection, being alone, shout out, inner guidance, <laughs> reversed, isolation, loneliness, withdrawal, which is strange because just before I started recording, I was thinking, what was I thinking about? Oh, I've been talking to this guy that I was talking to literally when, uh, what's this called? The pandemic started. And he was the first person I met in like this long line of guys that were just cuckoo bananas throughout this pandemic. And he's come back around because whatever, of course he did. And I was just thinking like, do I even want to meet up and like go on a date with him or would I just rather be alone? <laughs> and I honestly was like, I think like he's perfectly nice. He's made apologies for like the way he messed things up when we were first talking. He's cute. He's tall. He has all the things I like. Um, he really likes the outdoors though, like a lot. And he likes live music, which I hate. I listen, I have to like come out about this. I hate live music. <laughs> I hate music kind of low key. Okay. That's not, that's extreme. I don't hate music, but I don't necessarily like music. I don't know if I've ever talked about this, but I have very sensitive hearing and it's something that kicked in right around that 30th birthday teen, witch level up that I had that I've talked about where I cannot take a lot of music. For some reason, anything I listened to before that change, that shift happened, I'm fine. I can listen to Fleetwood Mac or like Florence and the Machine or Foo Fighters or Amy Winehouse on like the loudest thing, Jewel, any of it. I can, anything from my childhood I can listen to on the loudest level. But new music drives me bonkers. I cannot take it. It 
just sounds like if someone just slapped a bunch of like brass instruments together, if someone just like played a trombone directly into a tuba, that's what music sounds like to me. So I really don't listen to music at all. I, every so often I'll really be in the mood to listen to Amy or Florence, but that's like a soul thing. It's not even like, oh, I really enjoy this song. It's just like, I need to hear this because they feed my soul. But, and then I don't like, I hate crowds. I hate loudness. I don't really like music anymore or like new mu music. And so nothing would be worse to me than like a festival or a concert. He really likes that stuff. So I was like, I don't think this is going to work out. And if I already know we have kind of those, his major interests are like camping and live music. And those are the two things I hate the most and like hobbies and things to do. I don't know if it's even worth it to like go on a date, even just because it would be fun to hang out in person or whatever. And so I was having this moment where I was like, would I just like to be alone? And I was like, girl, you love being alone so much. It's literally your favorite thing to do. I don't know if that's so much me or if it is the influence of Virgo season, but I have been feeling it heavily today. Like, ooh, I'm just so happy to be like by myself hanging out at home. Anyway, just saying Virgo season has some uh, impact, obviously. So the hermit description. The hermit stands alone on the top of a mountain. The snow-capped range symbolizes his spiritual mastery, growth, and accomplishment. He has chosen this path for self of self-discovery and as a result has reached a heightened state of awareness. In his right hand, he holds a lantern with a six-pointed star inside. It is the seal of Solomon, a symbol of wisdom. That was a lot of S's. <laughs> I barely made it through that statement. <laughs> I'm a sentence. As the hermit walks his path, the lamp lights his way, but it only illuminates his next steps rather than the full journey. He must step forward to see where he goes next, knowing that knowing that, sorry, lost my place, knowing that not everything will be revealed at once. In his left hand, the side of the subconscious mind, the hermit holds a long staff, a sign of his power and authority, which he uses to guide and balance him. Upright hermit. The hermit shows that you are taking a break from everyday life to draw your energy and attention inward and find the answers you seek deep within your soul. You realize that your most profound sense of truth and knowledge is within yourself and not in the distractions of the outside world. You leave behind the mundane to set off on a journey of self-discovery, led only by your inner wisdom and guiding light. Now is the perfect time to go on a weekend retreat or sacred pilgrimage. Oh, I wish, I wish. I've been wanting to go to the beach so bad. I actually was talking to the guy today and I told him, I was like, I wish I could just get in my car and drive and not stop till I get to a beach. But I am boycotting Florida for perhaps the rest of my life. <laughs> not the citizens of Florida that are like, doing everything they need to do, but just like in totality. And it's the closest, like nicest beaches I could go to. So I guess I'll just like light a candle in my bathtub or whatever. Um, anything in which you can contemplate your motivations, personal values, and principles and get closer to your authentic self. The hermit invites you to retreat into your private world and experience a deep sense of seclusion and introspection. You know that you need to take this journey alone or with a small intimate group of spiritually minded people. Hey gang, is, should we all take a trip together? I kind of feel like it. When you allow yourself to tune into your inner guiding light, you will hear the answers you need and grow wise beyond your years. Find your light, shine it on your soul and create your unique path. You will see what lies ahead of you, not miles upon miles, but enough to know where to step next. From there, take one step at a time. I really like that idea of just knowing what steps to take next instead of having to plan out every single thing for the next 20 or 30 years to come because I'm like terrified of that. I don't, when I was traveling full time, which 
remember remember that? Remember when I would record episodes from like Sydney or Bali or whatever? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> remember what my life used to be like. But people would always be like, oh, well, where are you going to go like New Year's Eve of this year? Like where will you be in October? I'm like, I have no idea. I just do it the month before. Like I, what? So I really like, I don't know. I feel like I should take this Virgo season to sit and think about the next two or three steps as opposed to like the next 10 years. I know I'm going to move to New York. I know kind of where I'd like to live. I know like apartments I have my eye on, but I don't want to think like, okay, well, how long will I stay in that apartment? And oh, should I like have this or should I have this? Or should I like, I, what if I knock down this wall and I put these two things together? And then like, what if I stay in this neighborhood 10 years and I move to another neighborhood? Oh, but what if I end up back? Like, I, I, oh, I can't. <laughs> I don't know how people plan like that and stay sane, which I guess for a lot of people planning ahead like that does make them stay sane. Wow. It makes them stay sane. But for me, I can't think of anything that makes me like more anxious than to try to plan out my whole life. Because what do I know? You know, like who has to plan anything? The hermit often appears when you are at a pivotal point in your life and considering a new direction. Yes. Through meditation. You got to meditate, you guys. Contemplation and self-examination. You may begin to reevaluate your personal goals and change your overall course. You will look at your life with a deeper, more spiritual understanding, and a few of your priorities will change as a result. The Hermit also represents a desire to turn away from consumerist or materialistic society to focus on your inner world. I guess that means I can't buy any more purses right now, which is good. Actually, that is um, salient advice, and I need to check myself before I indeed wreck myself. Uh, have you ever seen or read Into the Wild? This is uh, the thing. This is not me. I haven't. After graduating from university, top student and athlete Christopher McCandless abandons his possessions, gives his entire $24,000 savings account to charity, and hitchhikes to Australia to live in the wilderness alone. Whilst his story has a tragic ending, his journey into the wild was like that of the hermit who seeks answers within and knows they will come only with quiet and solitude. Well, now I really want to read that book. Like, what happens? If anyone's read Into the Wild, can you tell me? <laughs> I'm so curious now. I'm really bad about that. I've been reading the 700, the 700s, the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo. And I have a lot of thoughts about that book, which I won't get into now. <laughs> if anyone wants me to do a book review, I will uh, do one, but I have a lot of thoughts about it. I don't necessarily enjoy it. I'm finding, but I really want to know what happens and like what's going on like the through thread that obviously is going to be revealed at some point I really want to know and I have the book and my friend bought me the book so I don't want to just like look it up except I really do <laughs> it's like I I really just I find a lot of times I want to know the answer wow this is very indicative of me on a spiritual level I just really want to know what the like conclusion is or what the answer is and I don't want to like go through the process of having to earn it by reading or watching the whole thing and that says a lot about me as a person, I'm realizing. <laughs> All right, we're having some breakthroughs. But yeah, if anyone has seen Into the Wild, I'm probably not going to watch that because, or wait, did she say it was a movie? Yeah. Um, if anyone has read it or seen it, please tell me what happens. That is the tragic ending because I'm definitely not going to watch something about Alaska hitchhiking. I don't know. That's not not for moi. Okay, finally, the hermit may appear in your life as a spiritual mentor here to raise your vibration, enhance your consciousness. The beauty of this mentor is that while he, may, he she, or they may be an expert in, in their own right, they will teach you how to find your answers within. 
I'm trying not to use just these male gender terms on this. Okay, the reverse hermit. The reverse hermit can go one of two ways. You are not taking enough time for personal reflection or you are taking too much. (laughs) Same law. If you struggle to connect with your spiritual self, the hermit reverse encourages you to create more space to meditate and reflect. It is time to go deeper into your inner being and and rediscover your greater purpose. Well, greater purpose on this earth. You may have been so busy dealing with day-to-day issues that you have forgotten to listen to your inner voice. The hermit asks you to search deep within your soul to help you find your way again and focus on rebuilding yourself on a spiritual level. If you have already been spending a lot of time reflecting on your inner self, which hopefully, or maybe I think a lot of us have, whether we intended to or not with the pandemic, uh, then the reverse hermit may suggest that you may be taking this isolation thing too far. <laughs> I, I Probably. Uh, are you becoming a literal hermit and cutting yourself off from others? Again, probably. Do not underestimate the value of staying connected with others, even while you're going through your spiritual journey. Be mindful, too, of other people's needs. You do not want to become so absorbed in yourself and your personal dilemmas that you shut out family and friends. Very, very good advice. In a relationship reading, the reverse hermit can indicate unwelcome isolation. For example, one person may want to be alone and withdraw from the relationship while the other wants to deepen the connection. You will need to respect each other's requests for space, but also be there to support as appropriate. Alternatively, the idea of being on your own is so daunting and unappealing at this time that you do everything in your power to stay together. Girl. (laughs) I, okay, I need this card in my deck, obviously. I gotta start doing, like, I have to, I did, I've been doing a lot of oracle readings, obviously, uh, lately, but I I have to start doing tarot readings, because if I can get a reverse uh, hermit to tell people what I am trying to say to them so clearly, maybe it'll help. <laughs> because, you know, Oracle cards are so like, everything's good, girl. Like, every you're thriving. And tarot cards would be like, listen, you need to like cut that zero and get yourself a hero. <laughs> That's the energy I need. It is almost too soon to be apart and you still both want to work things out together. If you have separated, then the Hermit Reverse may show that you're ready to explore reconnection. Okay, so that is our card for Virgo season. And let's move into, shoot, I always click on the wrong thing. Let's move into our pentacles, or as I will end up calling them at some point in this episode, tentacles. (laughs) Where are they? Okay, so let's start with the meaning of the suite of pentacles, which I only found last week when I was doing wands. And I do at some point have to go back and do swords and cups. So this, the suite of pentacles tarot cards deal with the physical or external level of consciousness and thus mirror the outer situations of your health, finances, work, and creativity. They have to do with what we make of our outer surroundings, how we create it, shape it, transform it, and grow it. On a more esoteric level, pentacles are associated with the ego, self-esteem, and self-image. The suite of pentacles is associated with the element of earth. Earth is tactile, earthy, is tan- and tangible. It creates the foundation from which the planet can grow and develop and it supports and nurtures the plants and trees. Earth is ground, sorry, earth is grounded, stable, supportive, and fertile. It is a feminine element that is receptive. It takes its nutrients and sun rays and then uses this energy to sustain the life that grows out of it. And a deck of playing cards, pentacles corresponds with diamonds. I want to say something about earth. Um, I don't know where I got this from. I truly, I no clue. I always think of earth as masculine. I don't know why. It may be because I always had an association of Taurus being an earth sign. 
and not doing, not having the association of, um, Virgo being an earth sign first. And so instead of thinking like Virgo, maiden, virginal, which like, we don't know. Well, we can debate that. I mean, not debate the meaning is what I mean. We can debate the place of like virginity and womanhood and like, anyway, the socialization of that essentially under patriarchy. But this, I won't go in a full feminist rant right now because you have episodes and episodes of that. And so I think because I always thought of it as Taurus first, which I do think of as very masculine, the bull versus the cow, you know what I mean? I always have taken earth as being a masculine sign. And for, in my head, I can't, I can't disassociate it for some reason, which now I'm thinking like mother earth, obviously earth is like feminized. Although everything does carry like different kind of gender identities and energies, but I don't, yeah. And I think that's why pentacles, I'm kind of like, Ooh, that's masculine. Like, I don't like it as much as I like the feminine but obviously swords and wands must be masculine. And then uh, cups and, and pentacles or tentacles, as I like to call it are feminine but yeah I think that's like I'm talking about how I have kind of this disconnect with this suite I think that's why even though I'm totally wrong which I know everyone is shocked at this revelation about earth is earth's like energy so we're gonna get to pentacles and I'm gonna be in love with it by the end of this episode and it will all be just me being wrong which what else is new <laughs> all right what do pentacle tarot cards mean in a reading the suite of pentacles tarot card this keeps throwing me off because it's saying pentacles tarot, which makes me want to say tentacles for real. And it says pentacles tarot card versus plural, which I think would be correct grammar. So let me try that sentence again without messing it up. The suite of pentacles tarot card meanings cover material aspects of life, including work, business, trade, property, money, and other material possessions. The positive aspect of the suite of pentacles includes manifestation, realization, proof, and prosperity. The negative aspects of the suite of pentacles include being possessive, greedy, and overly materialistic, overindulging, and not exercising. Ouch, that got me. Not effectively managing one's finances. Got me again. And being overly focused on career to the detriment of other life priorities. Wow, this is going to be a dragging. I can already see where this episode's going to go. Often what is required to counteract these negative aspects is a return to nature to ground yourself and rediscover what is truly important. Pentacles, tarot cards, often represent the astrological signs of Earth, Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. That's another reason I think is out of every sign in our 12 like astrological signs in our zodiac, like the Western zodiac, um, Capricorn is the one I know the least about. Capricorn is the one I I can't tell you any anything about it. I know that its card is the devil. I know that it's like the cloven goat mermaid creature. Uh, or merman creature, I guess, because it's a goat, um, for its symbol. And I, I vaguely know, like, it's late December to early January. But for some reason, Capricorn is, like, the furthest out of my realm of knowledge about things. And I was thinking about this lately, too, about why I don't, like, really know anything about Capricorn and why I've never taken the time. And I don't know any Capricorns personally. And I was thinking, are there just less Capricorns because people don't, tend to get pregnant where it would line up with like Christmas, New Year. Like a lot of people get pregnant during that time, I think, especially like New Year's babies and especially like after Valentine's Day babies. But yeah, I was wondering like, is it just because less people tend to be born during that time of year? Or is that even true? I, this is my theory, basically. That is probably wrong. But I was thinking maybe there's just less people born during the Capricorn cycle. And that's why I don't know that many Capricorns. Because I do feel like late December, early January birthdays are a 
a bit more rare. Like I haven't, I, I don't know any Capricorns. Maybe, I mean, obviously I'm sure some Capricorns <laughs> listen to this podcast, but like my personal friends and even acquaintances and people I just like kind of know through social media, I don't know any Capricorns. So I think that's why I'm just like, what? And so when it came down to me only associating earth signs with Taurus and thus pentacles with masculinity, even though that's not correct, I think that's where my brain put that. Okay. Uh, Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. When you see a pentacle court card in a tarot reading, it often relates to a person with a Taurus, Virgo, or Capricorn star sign. Generally, pentacle, pen, pentacles people are practical, career-minded, down-to-earth, and generous. I, yeah, I feel that. They are tactile... Tactile? Is it tactile? or ta I think it's tactile. Uh, tactile beings and like to experience the physical, tangible world. They are connected through the senses and seek pleasure and sometimes indulge in experiences. What does it mean when a tarot reading is mostly pentacle tarot cards? Should a tarot, re should a table reading, <laughs> I was with my three-year-old nephew yesterday and I think I just like stole his, um, speech patterns. Should a tarot reading be predominantly pentacle cards? My goodness. You are seeking solutions to what are primarily material conflicts, financial matters, and concerns with career and work. Which is a reason now that I'm reading all this, that I should love pentacles because I'm obsessed with my career and work. Like that's what I've put all my focus on my whole adult life. And even before that, like I've never cared about relationships as much as I've cared about this. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with my brain. Okay, let's, hmm. Ace of Pentacles is looking good. Two of Pentacles is looking cool too. Five of Pentacles is looking good. They're all looking kind of good. I'm not sure which ones I should start. You know what? Let's let's start with Ace of Pentacles because that card is really kind of sticking out to me. Ace of Pentacles, upright, a new financial career opportunity, manifestation, abundance. All right, this is a good pick to start. Reverse, lost opportunity, lack of planning and foresight. <laughs> Ace of Pentacles description. The Ace of Pentacles depicts a hand emerging from the clouds, much like the aces of the other suites. Our large coin seats, seats in the cut palm, <laughs> freely available to whoever has the wherewithal to take it. It is, a, it is as if a new opportunity associated with wealth, business, and manifestation has appeared out of nowhere and is now being extended to you in all its glory. The impetus is now on you to accept this offer and turn it into something meaningful, meaningful and sustainable. Sustainable. I am... Wow. I shouldn't have had this little caffeine before I started reading. <laughs> Sorry about that. The landscape in this cloud is lush and abounding. A garden brimming with green grass and white lilies. Sorry, I'm laughing because I can't pronounce any word. A small path leads to an archway wrapped in a beautiful foil. I can't pronounce anything. Beautiful foliage and flowers. And beyond the arch, mountains peak, mountain peaks soared in the horizon. This verdant imagery signals that the time is ripe to move forward with your career and financial ambitions. While it will require hard work and determination, scaling mountains is no easy task. The Ace of Pentacles encourages you to make the most of this opportunity while it's in its most abundant states. Upright Ace of Pentacles. The Ace of Pentacles, like the other Aces of the Tarot, represents new beginning opportunities and potential. And as a Pentacles card, these new beginnings relate to the material world, finances, wealth, career, physical health, and manifestation of your goals. You may receive a new job offer, an unexpected sum of money, fingers crossed, a new business or investment opportunity may come your way, or you'll have the chance to bring an idea to fruition, like maybe writing a book, that's directed at me. Just write it, Mickey. It's not that hard. Um, no matter the occasion, the Ace of Pentacles heralds a sense of prosperity and abundance in the material or financial areas of your life. 
It undoubtedly comes as a welcome invitation, but it is not a free ride. As with all aces in the tarot deck, this card illustrates the possibility of a new endeavor, but does not guarantee its manifestation or success. That piece is, a, is up to you. Oh, <laughs> I feel this so deeply. Uh, I feel this really deeply because I am one to, especially lately, complain about how I just don't want to work anymore. I just want to like, especially after two years in a pandemic, essentially, I want to just enjoy life and I want to just have fun and I want to just travel and see things and meet people and hang out and taste food and wine and, you know, all that shit. And <laughs> it's like, I could do that. I could do those things if I would simply write this damn book. But I'm already at the point where I'm like, but I just want to enjoy life that I'm not sitting down and doing the one thing that'll get me there. And so I feel like this card is really dragging me and I, I desperately need, I need to hear it. I'm going to read this again once I'm done recording because I need to hear this. It is wonderful when opportunities fall into our lap. And I feel like we are thankfully lucky enough that they do, but it really is like, what are you going to make of it? It's, it always comes back to us and our personal power and especially as like spiritual beings and witches, really the power we have inside of us. I was just doing a reading this weekend where Rhiannon came out and as always, she was just yelling. <laughs> She's just screaming. What are you going to do with all of this power that you have and why are you letting it waste? And what's the point of this if you're not going to follow through? So I think that's a really good reminder, especially coming out of this very drowsy, like languishing season we just had with Leo and with these full moons for a lot of us, not everyone. Um, it's a good reminder that this really, it really is up to us what we're going to make of the things that the universe delivers to us and that we're asking for. Like we're all manifesting, hopefully, you know, and asking for all these abundant things, but then it just can just, it sits there because we're not doing our part. So yeah, that's a good reminder. <sighs> See the Ace of Pentacles as your green light. It marks the initial stages of manifesting your goals and assures you that you can truly achieve what you have set your mind to do. I feel so encouraged, but also so dragged in this moment. The world is your oyster and through careful planning and determined effort, you can manifest your goals and desires. Your ideas are ready to turn into something tangible and real. This card, sorry, I read that like, I don't know, like I was doing a children's TV show. This card encourages you to map out how you will achieve your ambitions, create targeted plans and get those actions underway. Keep your eyes open for chance for chances to manifest your goals and realize your inner potential. I think I'm understanding why more now pentacles kind of repels me. And it's because it is such a card of being responsible, a uh, suite of being responsible and kind of planning. And that is so like the antithesis of what I am and who I am. I just, I throw a bunch of shit at the wall and then see what sticks. <laughs> like with this podcast, like when I was first starting it, like the first, what, two years or a year and a half, I was doing it before things kind of like, we're going crazy. I never planned, sat and planned out every episode and what I want. I would just pick a topic like the Saturday of that week and go with it. Like I'm not a planner. I'm not. And I've told myself a lot, if I could just sit down and plan and like write things out, I could, there's nothing I couldn't do, but it's just, it goes against my Piscean nature so hard, and especially my cancer nature that just wants to like stay in the house and sleep all day. The Ace of Pentacles also symbolizes wealth, not just for your bank account, but in a holistic sense as well. You may discover opportunities to generate a new source of income or receive a financial gift or windfall, or you may have a change. You may have a chance to create wealth in a broader sense, happiness, fulfillment, potential, and love. This Ace signifies abundance in all areas of your life. Enjoy it. Feel blessed and deserving of everything that comes your way. 
If you wish to amplify the feeling of prosperity, living by the law of attraction and send your positive energy and intent into the universe. So you will receive more in return. The reversed ace of pentacles. When the reversed ace of pentacles appears in tarot, in a tarot reading, you may feel hesitant about moving forward with an offer, invitation, or opportunity, particularly one that relates to your career, finances, or business. You may catch yourself second guessing the timing or doubting whether you have what it takes to see it through. Don't move forward. Don't move forward until you're ready. Assess the feasibility of your idea and its potential outcomes. Perform your due diligence and figure out if this opportunity is meant for you or not. The Ace of Pentacles reverse may also be a warning that a financial opportunity, a pay raise, a new job, a loan, or a business offer could fall through unexpectedly, fall through unexpectedly, or <laughs> the other party may retract it without explanation. As the saying goes, don't count your chickens before they hatch. So if you get an offer, wait until the money is in your bank account before spending it. Girl, when I tell you <laughs> that, that, that says it all. That is that is the best advice. I am a big don't count your chickens until they hatch person. I'm not telling you. Like when I actually get a book deal in this book, I will tell you like 1201 when it actually is published because I maybe and I think it's a witch thing. Tell me if y'all feel the same. I feel like it's a jinx. Like not even I don't know the right way to explain it. I don't think it's like if you say something, someone that wishes you ill can stop it because I don't think anyone's more powerful than me when it comes to me. You know what I mean? Like there's, we all are powerful beings, but I don't think when it comes to me, someone can outdo my own power. But I feel more like it's the universe will find a way to humble you or say, uh, 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 not quite. <laughs> so even if it's something that's immensely good that I really want to celebrate and I'm like so excited about, I won't even tell my best friends because I, I just, I don't know. I have, I really have a thing about it, like being a jinx or being like something the universe is going to be like, see, part of the lesson was that you have to be patient. And part of the lesson is that you have to keep some things into yourself until they're 100% baked and you couldn't do it. So now we're going to go back and learn the lesson again. <laughs> so yeah. Don't count your chickens before they hatch. I, whew, I cannot even tell you. Okay. Furthermore, the ace of pentacles reverse advises you to be very careful with your expenditures. When the card is inverted, the coin looks as though it is about to fall out of the magical hand. Now is not the time to get in over your head or take on any obligations with huge monthly repayments. Oh, like a mortgage, like a huge mortgage in New York City? Is that what you're talking about? Hmm. Huh, I wonder. <laughs> um, I guess, well, I obviously just need a bigger down payment so I don't have huge monthly <sighs> repayments. Do not rely on the promise of a financial opportunity in the future, like a big gift, a big raise, a pay raise, or a gift either. Be pragmatic and allow a bit of the fat in your budget in case you are without employment or have a large and unexpected financial outlay. That's so true. That's so, oh my gosh. If I could just tell you the stuff we've been going through over here. Uh, at times, the reverse ace of pentacles suggests that you are trying to manifest your goals, but keep running into delays and other impediments impediments. That's a great word. If you're having limited success, then you may need to revise your proposed proposed approach. <laughs> proposed approach. That was not easy. Do you need to realign your goals to something more realistic? Financial or other professional advice may be necessary to help you get back on track. If you are looking to start a new business or take up a new job offer, the reverse Ace of Pentacles warns of a significant risk due to lack of planning and foresight. Do not change ahead without validating whether the market has a need for your services. 
Spend a bit more time in the planning stage and give ample consideration to the financial aspects of your new venture. I love this card. I love it. Aesthetically, I love this card, but I think both sides of it are just brilliant. And I, the reverse of it almost is still like you're manifesting with such precision that everything that you are aiming to manifest comes out as correctly as possible. I was just talking to someone about that with the reading I did with Rhiannon too, that we talk about manifesting so much, so much, not just in like the vernacular of witches among witches, but like just in pop culture and social media, we talk about manifesting so much. And the thing we do not talk about, I have a fan in my hand right now, like a wooden fan that I'm waving at the computer because I am lecturing, honey. The thing that we never talk about is the specificity of your manifestation. You have to be so specific. You have to be to the like the word, the niche, the period, the comma of what you want it to look like. And we just don't explore that enough. And so I think that's a really good reminder when we're talking about all these things we want to create and the pitfalls that can come with it, that we're manifesting as specifically as possible. I always like to use the uh, analogy of like the genie in the bottle and you get the three wishes and the two wishes go haywire because you weren't specific enough and there was room for interpretation of what that may have meant. And you always have to use the third wish on doing the first two, you know, like I always like to use that example. So as we are manifesting, especially as witches, especially as powerful beings that we are, little cute creatures that we are, I, I do want to use that as a reminder that you're being as specific as possible, especially because, you know, for us, it's like we see it, we say it, we think it, we write it and it's done. And you'll say something just off the top of your head. And then six months later, here it is. And you're like, oh, wait, <laughs> I was just like saying stuff. So yeah, just to be more thoughtful and more, more mindful. There's another word I'm trying to think of. Mindful is good, but just being as, as to the dot, to the detail as you can be with your manifestations. Let's try to all practice that this Virgo season when we're all like hermiting in the house anyway. Okay. So let's do, how much, we're already at 45 minutes. Okay. Let's do, <laughs> Um, oh gosh, I love all of them. Okay, let's do three, three of pinnacles. Yeah, let's do three of pinnacles because I actually know two of pinnacles and like the balancing that comes with that quite well. So we'll do three of pinnacles instead. Teamwork, collaboration. Oh, sorry. Three of pinnacles, keywords, <laughs> upright, teamwork, collaboration, learning, implementation, reversed, disharmony, misalignment, working alone. Three of pinnacles, description. The Three of Pentacles shows a young man, stonemason. What? I just threw a word in there. The Three of Pentacles shows a young stonemason, regardless of gender, working with their tools on a position, on a portion of the cathedral. In front of them, two architects hold the plans for the design. Sorry, I'm shifting. The soaring ceilings and intricate engravings signify that both parties are skilled in their respective crafts. The stonemason appears to be discussing his progress uh, so far with the architects, and even though he is less experienced, they value his opinion and specialist knowledge. Their body language insinuates that the young man is, is an essential contributor to the cathedral's completion, and the architects want to make sure that everyone is on the same page. Teamwork makes a dream work, you know? All right, upright three of pentacles. The stonemason couldn't build the cathedral without the help of the architects, and they couldn't build it without him. Each person has an important role to play, and when they come together as a team, they can create something much more significant than if they were to undertake the, undertake the project on their own. So, when the Three of Pentacles turns up in a tarot reading, 
Take it as a sign to collaborate with others, creating synergies to achieve big results. The Three of Pentacles represents the value of different ideas and levels of experience and collaboration. The architects respect the specialized knowledge of the stonemason, and the stonemason appreciates the wisdom and experience of the architects. Even though their backgrounds, even well, even though their backgrounds, experience levels, and expertise are very different, they can come together to share their insights in a way that creates synergy and improves the improves the finished product. There is no us and them or a sense of superiority. Instead, each person has something to offer and is willing to learn from the others involved in the project. Everyone is getting the job done collectively and contributes to the group through active listening and sharing. That just pings something for me. As you work on projects with others, acknowledge the value that each person brings to the table. You will also learn from each member of the team when you see his or her unique con contribution. Um, I was talking about this with Fallon yesterday. Fallon, one of my good friends, she is also writing a book and I was hanging out with her and her husband. They were helping me. She was helping me shoot something. And I was like, Oh, have you shown your husband? And she was like, no, <laughs> what? No, I would, I would not. I can't, I have never shown him my writing. And I was like, do you know, if I had a husband, I would make him read it. Like I would take the burden off of my friends. Cause I don't have a husband, um, or a boyfriend or a fiance or a girlfriend or a partner or like, <laughs> I don't have a friend with benefits, honey, like nothing. But if I did, like, I would, I would feel like I'd be so excited to show someone my work, but it was interesting seeing it from her perspective in that moment of being like the person you're probably closest to and have the most intimate relationship with. She felt, I don't want to make assumptions, but I, I got the feeling that she felt almost a bit shy about it and almost a bit like it would be even more intimate, even though this is the person you have the most intimacy with. And the people I have the most intimacy with are my friends. It's her, it's my friend Nolan, it's my friend Brett. And um, and they're the ones that I show my writing to. But every time it's so deeply embarrassing. It's so like, cringeworthy. I, I, I know I've talked about this and like how vulnerable you feel to show someone when you've written something. And I, I've talked about like I'm a very public person in my work like obviously I'm an influencer and I do the podcast and I do YouTube and like there's nothing I will say about things <laughs> but sh I don't know but when I will send them the new chapter I just wait and I'm like oh they're gonna what if they hate it like what is so embarrassing like what if they think I'm stupid <laughs> you know? so I, I love that this card is saying like you have these relationships around you and so you should be like open to expressing yourself to them and like so much beauty can come from that but it really is hard Sometimes when the people we're closest to, they're people we're like most afraid to be vulnerable with in a way. Anywho, I just wanted to say that. Uh, let's see. Where was I? Everyone is getting the job done collectively. I think that's where I was. <laughs> Everyone is getting the job done collectively. Did I already say that? Oh, no. I stopped on contribution, I think. Okay. The three of pentacles, like the threes and the other suites, mark the initial stages of implementation that follow the ACES idea phase and the planning step of the two. You know what you want to create. You laid out the plans, gather your resources, money, people, and time, and set to work. You may have already reached your first significant milestone. Of course, you are nowhere near the finish line just yet, but you have got the ball rolling and are making things happen. As you implement your plan, you will realize that you have the skills, capabilities, and resources you need to accomplish your objectives. See the three of pentacles as an encouragement that you are on the right track. You are competent at what you do and you are making progress. Keep going. Adequate preparation, management, and organization are also integral components of the Three of Pentacles. Achieving significant goals, such as building a whole ass cathedral, that was my addition, requires 
Detailed planning. This requires detailed planning. This card, therefore, tells you to create a comprehensive plan and to follow a schedule. Now is when good project management will pay off. I love everything this card is saying because it's extremely true. But again, it's a reinforcement to me why Pinnacles was like not necessarily my jam because it is planning, it is being responsible, it is being on time, it is being an adult. I feel like this is the suite for adulting, even though I, I hate, from the bottom of my heart, I hate when people say adulting so much. I don't know why. I guess because like none of it is fun and to give it a cutesy word, I don't, I don't like cutesy word. This is just a rant. I don't like cutesy words. I don't like when people say hubby. I don't like when people say sissy, like, oh, that's my sissy. Like I'm not in like a derogatory way, but when people are like my sister, that's my sissy. That's my hubby. I don't know why, but I hate when people infantilize words. It drives me crazy. <laughs> and so when people say adulting, I'm like, it's not cute. Go, I don't want to go to the post office. I don't want to go to the store. I don't want to have to iron and fold and like do laundry and pay bills and do my taxes. None of it's cute. So stop saying adulting. <laughs> so anyway, that's just me. That's just me having a breakdown about that. Okay, on to reverse. But yeah, I think pentacles because this is like, yo, be an adult. And for me, who's like forever my Peter Pan syndrome of wanting to just run around and do whatever I want at all times. I'm like, mm. What if I just like creative my way into this? That's why I think I, I probably need this suite more than I need any other one. But that's the one that I'm like pushed away from the most. Okay, reverse three of pentacles. Reverse, reverse. The three of pentacles suggests that you may be grappling with a lack of harmony with fellow team members, making it difficult to complete a project. You're not on the same page as one another or you're not listening. Thunder. Or you're not listening or valuing of one another's opinions and ideas. If this resonates, you need to realign with the original goal of the project and make new agreements about how you will work together to achieve these goals. You may need to renegotiate timelines, resources, and the amount of energy you each put into the project. Given that the upright three of pentacles is about poor planning and organization, the reverse, wait, sorry, proper planning and organization, the reversal of this card can suggest that you need to bring more system, systematic, I want to say systemic, energy into your job. If you do not have a clear view of how you will accomplish your goals, then it will be beneficial to stop work momentarily and plan out your next steps at a detailed level. There may also be a lack of respect between team members. I just got a flash that this could be also about romantic relationships. So if you feel like this card is like hidden for you in that realm, then I think that might be why I was called to read it. Um, yeah. Because collaboration and partnership are obviously in that as well. Uh, if this is the case, set clear guidelines for the team, especially around respect and collaboration. Acknowledge the unique comp contribution each person makes, no matter his or her experience, experience or knowledge. The Three of Pentacles reverse can also point out that you are working in a relatively mundane job in which your contributions and experience go unappreciated and undervalued. That's also, uh, I'm getting like a mirror image right now. I feel like that could be something that is self-reflected uh, if you don't, if you're not giving yourself enough appreciation and you're undervaluing yourself. Not that like someone outside of you is doing it, but someone inside of you, if someone inside of you, if you are doing it to yourself, try to see that reflection and basically give yourself more credit. There is not much opportunity for growth and advancement and you feel as if your skills and capabilities are not being utilized. It may be a good time to make a career move or find an organization that values your talents. 
at times the three of pentacles reversed can indicate that you prefer to go it alone and get the job done yourself you may be fed up waiting for others to, and or feel inclined to just do it all on your own you may be right however if you find yourself struggling be open to asking for help okay so that is three of pentacles and then let's do one more and we'll just go a little over an hour um nine of pentacles is what is in my book for one of the characters so I kind of do want to read that one but it's not necessarily calling to me and I think I talked about it a little bit in that episode so in the first episode when I was started doing these um kind of like tarot breakdowns let's do ten of pentacles is kind of calling me and so is six of pentacles what do we think what do we think six ten mm, okay uh <laughs> let's do six fine last call Final call. Final answer. And this will be our last one for the episode. Okay, so six of pentacle keywords. Upright, giving, receiving, sharing wealth, generosity, charity. Reverse, self-care, unpaid debts, one-sided charity. Six of pentacles description. The six of pentacles shows a wealthy man dressed in, in a red robe, handing out coins to two beggars who kneel at his feet. In his left hand, he holds a balanced scale representing fairness and equality. This card reflects a state of financial security and generosity, suggesting that you can generously use your wealth and abundance for the benefit of others. I love this. Okay. But it also speaks to receiving generosity and the feeling of relief that accompanies much needed assistance. The six of pentacles is a card of giving and receiving. Sometimes you are on the giving end and other times you're on the receiving end. This is very much Mott from my deck. If you've done readings with me, it's an ongoing cycle of life. And this card serves as a reminder that the balance can change at any time. Even if you are surrounded by wealth, there will be times when you need to help and support, you will need the help and support of others. So be generous with your resources as you may need the support in the future. Yes. And also be generous with your resources out of generosity's sake. <laughs> it's great to do things for others with the understanding that one day you can maybe call on them as well. But also a lot of us don't have certain things to give, especially in, you know, this economy. I know I always, I'm just like in this economy as a joke, but for real in this economy. So, you know, giving just out of the kindness of your heart is always a great thing as well. I'm saying that as someone who has someone very prominent in their life, uh, like a not nuclear family member, but right outside of it, who very much likes to keep score of who has done what for them. So just pointing that out. <laughs> All right. So upright. You may be like the wealthy man in the card, sharing your wealth and abundance with others. You have accumulated great wealth and are now in a position to offer financial assistance to those in need. You give generously through charitable donations, tithing, and fund or fundraising and enjoy the good feelings associated with helping others. Even if you are not financially wealthy, you offer up your time, energy, love, and support to those who are in need, not knowing it will be appreciated. Giving of your time or your wisdom is often just as spiritually, as spiritually fulfilling as giving away money or gifts. And the intangible gifts of your presence is received just as well, if not better. There may be times when you wonder if you can truly afford to give generously to others. And the wise advice of the Six of Pentacles is to trust that every contribution you make is valued and will come back to you threefold. Okay. This is answering a personal question I was literally having today, which is, I think, like this card one over 10. I saw someone um, on this, the road today where I was driving and it was someone who was asking for money and we don't have like a huge population in a uh, home or unhoused population here, as opposed to like major cities where I've lived, but it is obviously something that's everywhere, especially now 
in the pandemic where the government has helped us squat. Um, and so I was like, I really want to give this person money. And I always do try to do like money instead of food or, uh, well, I try to do like, you know, water and juice and stuff. If it's like really, really hot outside too. But I always try to do money because I've been told and I've read that, I mean, regardless of what it's for, just, you know, if people are asking for money, give them money. We shouldn't make like a judgment call necessarily on what they may be using that money for. And honestly, like how would we know anyway? But a lot of times it's like someone's trying to get a hotel room or someone's trying just something that you need money for. Money is transactional in this society and food and drinks are, you know, and if you can do all three, great. But also because I'm in the process of like trying to make this move in the next four to six weeks, four to eight weeks might be more accurate. And I'm trying, I have to put down obviously all of my savings that I have in this world to make this move happen. Um, I just don't have money to spare right now. Where, which I was like having this debate with myself where I was like, well, technically you do have money to spare because you're not living like pillar to post. Like it won't, it won't change your day if you give this person 10 or 20 dollars but it could change their day so I was like grappling with one side of that and the other side is you need to save every single dollar you have and every single dollar you have coming in right now because you're about to make such a big the biggest purchase you're going to make in your life and you aren't even like quite processing how much money this is about to be so I kind of have been stuck between like wanting to give people money and being like you don't really have the money to give even though it seems like you do because you haven't like signed the paperwork yet and stuff like that and made this huge down payment. And so, yeah, I, it is a reminder that I can do other stuff. I, I can volunteer. I can, you know, cook for people. I actually have started knitting again. I don't know if I've ever talked about this. I used to own a knitting brand way, way back in the day. And so I started making blankets uh, over like spring. I started making a couple big, big, huge blankets and so every time I get paid for whatever, I go and buy more yarn. I've been working on these because I'm going to donate them like directly to family. So I had to, I was like, yeah, that is a way I can give back. All that to say, I'm really appreciating this card reminding me that even though I don't necessarily have money to offer right now, there's other, there's other things we can do. Especially, I don't know, I keep thinking about Haiti and I keep thinking about Afghanistan. And if you can give money, please do. But if you can't, because again, like no one has it to give unless you're a billionaire and like <laughs> they don't care about us um or the government and also they don't care about us so <laughs> let me not get on my rants about capitalism once again we all know what it is at this point but yeah if you can knit or crochet or macrame something for some for people for donation time because it's about to start getting really cold if you can just retweet and share gofundme links if you can do that miles donation i just remembered about that please someone remind me because i'm gonna forget again but if you can do that thing where you can donate your airline miles to help people evacuate, please uh, remind me and please do that if you can. But yeah, there's just so, if you can give someone a ride, if someone wants to go get the vaccine, but they can't, they don't have transportation there, if you can get them a ride. And if they don't have the money to get a bottle of Tylenol for the headache they're going to get, or, you know, from the pain, aches and pains they may get from their shot, you know, if you could buy them that, just anything. I don't know. I, I think it's so important that we think of ways outside of like, well, I don't have any money, so I can't help. We can. It's just we forget because money is king, right? And that's everything, apparently, in the society. Okay, I'm not going to start. So <laughs> let's go back to this. Giving of your time or your wisdom is often as spiritually fulfilling as... I think I already said that. Yes, come back to you threefold. You may also be inclined to make a loan to someone on the premise that they will eventually pay you back once they are back on their feet. This is a loan built on trust and good faith, knowing that they are... That if you give something away, it will come back to you. Remember, though, this is an exchange is more is more about a short term. Sorry, let me try that again. Remember, though, 
that this exchange is more about a short-term fix and not a sustainable solution. So think about how you can financially support your family or friends in a way that encourages them towards self-sufficiency. On the other hand, you may be on the receiving end of other people's generosity, accepting these gifts with gratitude. This will help you get back on your feet and to eventually repay the charitable organization or individual, either with your time or your restored wealth. You may also need to identify ways in which you can become more self-sufficient in the long run. The risk of accepting charity is that you cannot you that you become dependent on it and cannot look after yourself. I don't know if I think that's true. The risk of accepting let me read that one more time. The risk of accepting charity is that you become dependent on it and you cannot look after yourself. Um I would argue that that's not necessarily true. I think a lot of the images of we think of people being like, oh, they're, you know, like they get handouts, so they will never do it for, like there's other major issues, systemic racism. <laughs> and that's just like the bare minimum that keeps people in the position that they're in. But I I do understand like there, there are some people that are never works, as we know, like they just do not dream of labor and they just will not work. And those people are the ones that will come back over and over and say, if you give them an inch, they take a mile, you know? But I, I don't think there's ever... People that genuinely are in need of charity, I don't think are ever people that become dependent on charity. It's people that maybe necessarily didn't really... They didn't need it in the first place because they were like capable and able and they just didn't feel like it. Those are the people that may be dependent on it. And I don't know if I would necessarily extend monetary... Monetary, that's the word. Charity to those people... Because I don't know if it would help them, but I would definitely extend resource help to them because I think that would be more of a motivator. But yeah, just kind of like that blanket statement that all charity will turn people into like lazy do-nothings. I don't think that's true. Okay. Be mindful that you are not growing submissive or noticeably desperate as a result of the charity with someone else, as a result of charity that someone else is providing you. Finally, the Six of Pentacles is a card representing financial harmony, the amount flowing in an outer imbalance, and you are thankful for what you have and happy to share with others in need. Something I love from Sex in the City, which I haven't talked to, when people answer the question for the Facebook group now, and they're still like in the early episodes, they're like, I don't know, but you talk about Sex in the City a lot, <laughs> which I didn't realize I talked about it that much because Lord knows I haven't watched it in years and years at this point. I, I don't think I would ever go back and watch it. I don't think I would enjoy it now, but anyway... Something I love about that show, and I always say in my life to this day, is uh, I was trying to think of a really like offensive quote from that show to say, but I couldn't think of anything. Real quick, um, there's an episode where Carrie needs to buy her apartment from Aiden, I think. or I know at some point she had to buy it because it was going co-op, and then Aiden helped her buy it, but then, you know. And so I, I think she had to buy it back from him, and she wanted Charlotte to sell her ring. Spoiler alert, I guess, if you didn't watch this in the last 20 years. Um, and Charlotte was like, no money makes things weird and and I always thought like watching that episode like Charlotte just give her the money like that's your friend but I understand now as an adult not like a 20 year old but as a almost 35 year old that's not true <laughs> as a 34 year old um I understand Charlotte being like Carrie is messy and not only is she messy just like in all aspects of her life she's financially messy and I have to really commit to giving her this $50,000 because I may never see it again. And I understand that. You don't owe anyone else your money, you know? But in the show, Samantha says money is, she either says money is fluid or money is liquid. If you have it, you give it. If you need it, you take it. If you have it, you give it. Or if you have it, you give it. If you need it, you take it. And that's always been kind of my philosophy towards it since seeing that. Like, what's the point of having money, hopefully at some point, uh, what's the point of having all this money if 
I can't help my friends or if I can't help my family and not in a sense of like, okay, well you pay me back with interest, but just be like, no, just take it. It's fine. I, I hope that if my book does really well and I do make money off of it, I can be in a position to just be like, oh, you have to pay this. I'll just pay it off for you. Oh, you want to come and do this? Okay, let's just do it. It's fine. I don't want to, I don't want my friends and my family members and the people closest to me to have to consider money. I think is the thing I'm saying, <laughs> which obviously we have to consider it. I've been thinking about money a lot, even though I started this because I'm moving, right? And I start because I started this podcast being like, I don't like talking about finances and thinking about it. That's boring stuff. But clearly, it's at the top of my mind. So this is perfect timing. But yeah, I just, I don't want my friends or my family to have to think about money. I don't want them to have to consider it. And not to be like, money's no objects. Like you obviously can't bleed me dry and be like wild and out. But if I don't have to worry, I don't want them to have to worry. If I don't have to consider it, I don't want them to have to consider it. So I always have really loved that mantra from Samantha, which is if you have it, you give it. If you need it, you take it. And I do love that the other side of it is if you need it, you take it. It's not just give, 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 give until you have nothing left. It is it is a flow. It is a balance. It is the scales. So yeah, I really love that. Okay, reverse six of pentacles. The six of pentacles reverse reminds you to make sure you are also giving to yourself. Ooh! Ooh, that hit. That hit. Okay. Okay. A little self-care will go a long way, especially if you have been in giving mode for a long time. Consider buying a little gift to show yourself appreciation for everything you've done. Maybe a massage, a beautiful box of truffles, or simply write a love note to, to yourself to say thank you for everything. Girl, from this card to God's ears, I'm booking a massage as soon as I get off of here. I've been needing one so bad. I have done, I was supposed to be like, I have done so much for other people in the last month, <laughs> which sounds horrible, but I have, I've done like, I've, I've had to help like a lot of people recently. Um, and I kept being like, well, I want to get a massage, but I don't know. Cause like, again, I need to save every dollar that I have and I need to, uh, What's that other thing? Oh, and obviously I'm afraid of the pandemic, but I, I might book a massage just because if y'all know what, I, if you knew what I've been through the last two months, it would turn your hair white. Okay. <laughs> so the six of pentacles reversed can suggest that while you are giving to others freely, they may not be giving back in return. For example, you may lend money to a friend, but they don't pay you back or you help someone out and they fail to return the favor and show a lack of gratitude and appreciation. It's a one-way street and you may feel as though as they are taking advantage of you. While you can't change the other person's response or force them to repay the favor or the money owed, you can learn from the experience to decline to help in the future. Or if you do decide to offer help again, suggest an alternative way to pay you back so there is still a healthy exchange of energy. Perhaps they cook a meal for you or offer you a service in return. I really like that. I like the idea of like, maybe I can't afford to pay you back with money, but I will, I will, there's an exchange of energy. I love that exchange of energy is such a cool concept. If you are struggling yourself, be careful that you do not overcommit. If, okay. Yeah. If you are struggling yourself, be careful that you do not overcommit yourself to others who seek your help. You may have a tendency to spend more or give away more than you can afford. While a generous spirit is wonderful quality, you need to ensure that you are able to support yourself while helping others. The Six of Pentacles reverse asks you to be mindful about taking on debt. You are prone to getting it over your head and it may come back to bite you with increasing interest rates and personal threats if you are unable to pay it back in time. I was about to go on a real spiel about credit, but I don't think we have time because we're already like into an hour of this episode. <laughs> but basically, I've 
gotten rid of all credit cards, any loan, anything in my life. Like it's all paid out. It's all over. I, I closed all my credit cards. I just feel like credit cards are, and banks are so deeply predatory and they need to leave us alone. They need to just leave us alone and mind their own business. <laughs> so I'm just from me to you, if you could just move to using cash as much as you can, please do. Because I have seen the, what predatory credit cards can lead to lately and the stuff I've been like having to help other people with. And again, it would turn your hair white. They are just, there's something else. And then of course it's, let me stop spiraling. <laughs> just saying. I just want to say, and of course, they have created the system where we need to have credit cards because either we have to build credit to buy a house, hello, like me, or we're just generally, we don't have, you know, free healthcare in this country and we don't have a minimum like living wage and we, our minimum wage is like 36 cents and everything's skyrocketing around us. So we have to rely on credit because it's the only way we can afford to get like groceries and gas and stuff like that. And then we're constantly paying back that money with interest. Like the, I have turned such a corner on credit cards. I don't care about the points. Screw those points. I've turned such a corner on credit and credit cards and just moving only to like cash only in the past three or four months. And I just, I, I hate it. It's so predatory. It's, it's wrong. <sighs> okay. Okay. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. And inverted six of pentacles sometimes reflects the selfish side of charity. Be careful that you're not trying to prove to others that you are generous because you can give to the poor and needy aim to give selflessly rather than selfishly. That is so important. That's so important. In a relationship reading, the reverse six of pentacles suggests that one partner is doing a lot of the taking, but not a lot of the giving, thus creating inequality in the relationship. You need to be careful that your generous spirit is not being taken advantage of and that you are not always the one making compromises for your partner's benefit. I don't know who needs to hear that, but if you want me to read it again, I will. <laughs> no, I know. I know anyone that's in a relationship that knows can follow their intuition about it. I trust all of you, obviously. Okay. I think we're going to stop there. This episode has had 14 rants, uh, three, four cards. <laughs> How many cards? I can't remember. A list of astrology and tarot correspondences that I still can't remember off the top of my head. And a welcome to Virgo season. So I think that's a good stopping point. <laughs> my goodness. Okay. So I am taking off the month of September of this podcast that I officially stopped doing three months ago, but I guess we're doing it again. Um, so you won't, unless something really hits me and strikes me, um, there won't be any episodes in September. And I think we will have to have some October episodes, obviously. Salwin will be upon us. Uh, for the knitting thing I mentioned, if you want to sponsor a blanket, get in touch with me, like DM me on Facebook or, uh, Instagram. Those are the places I'll most likely see it. And if you want to sponsor a blanket by buying yarn, we can like figure that out. And yeah, I think that's it for this episode. So thank you so much for sticking through this tarot series with me. I do feel like I know it a lot better than when I was starting. I do feel like I still have 10,000 things exactly to learn about it, but it's exciting and it's, it's riveting and it's fulfilling. And it's something that I know I can study and practice all throughout this winter that is to come that I actually have a good feeling about. I don't feel like, I don't know. I feel like going into last fall and winter, it was bad vibes because we didn't have the vaccine yet. So everything was kind of doom and gloom in my mind. Cause I was just like, I could just die at any moment. Like that's just how I was living life. I could get this virus and be dead in like 72 hours. Like I was just in this state of like fear and panic and 
I was catastrophizing the whole thing. And now I feel like it won't be so dark and bad. And, you know, I like the darkness and the cold and being inside. Those are like my favorite things. Especially like with Samhain, if we bring all the light and the warmth and the heat in, then I think it's going to be a really magical time. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting deeper into tarot. After this month off, who knows, there may be more tarot episodes to come because obviously there's like a million more things to talk about with it. But I really hope you enjoyed these five episodes. I certainly enjoy them, even though I yelled about the patriarchy and capitalism in every single one. <laughs> yeah, if you want to do a donation for the blankets, let me know. If you want to join the Facebook group, the answer is the crabs. Um, I think that's it. Okay, I will talk to you all in a month. Love you. Mwah. Goodbye. Blessed be. Goodbye.